Today on Transforming Lives. Today we want to minister on the third principle of God's unfailing love, and that is a vision of a preferred future. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Amen. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The story of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19 reveals the importance of how God supernaturally meets the need of people. Zacchaeus was a ruthless tax collector, just as some of the mafias of our day. <clears throat> and a devastated, or the devastating, uh, or, or excuse me, or as devastating as some of the head of the drugs cocktail. With legal cloud and the regional director of um, uh, um, taxes all rolling one. He was a thief who probably stole from the Roman government that he worked for and also from his own people, the Jews, that he lived with. His felt need was he needed respect. He was someone who of, of a short status, and he was rampantly considered a thief by everybody uh, um, during that time. Respect was something that he craved for. The local establishment did a superb job of shunning him and despising him because tax collectors of his day were despised. When Jesus entered Jericho, Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, obviously, because he had heard about Jesus and heard about the good things that Jesus had done. The Bible tells us that while Zacchaeus was looking for a place to see Jesus, he ran ahead of the crowd and ran and climbed up into a sycamore tree because of his short status. This is how this man craved recognition and respect. Now, I want you to imagine this. Here is a man who's uh, 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 despised in the community, have a great job, big job, but he was hanging on the limb of a tree waiting to see the people pass by just to see Jesus. His craving for recognition or respect was so much that he forgot about himself. Now think about it when you see somebody hanging from a tree just because of their status. I'm sure everybody who saw Zacchaeus as they came alongside with Jesus, the crowd, they began to laugh and to scorn him even more. His ability to get respect was even reduced to nothing. But the Bible tells us something very interesting. 
Jesus stopped. Jesus looked up at Zacchaeus, and Jesus said to him, Zacchaeus, come down. Today I must spend time or have dinner with you. What Zacchaeus craved the most, Jesus gave it to him. The humiliation that Zacchaeus felt by just being among his people and being the chief tax collector was eliminated because Jesus stopped and paid attention to him. In fact, even the scribes and the Pharisees of Jesus' day uh, um, complained that Zacchaeus was not a man that was respected enough for Jesus to eat with. But Jesus did something that nobody else could do but to grant and supernaturally meet a need. That's the same thing that Jesus does every time with people who have a need. We are continuing our series on God's fulfilling, unfailing love. We told you that Jesus is God's love personified. He is the greatest gift that God has given unto us. The last time we minister, we share with you on the second principle of God's unfailing love, that is Jesus is God's solution to every problem. We share with you three reasons why Jesus is God's solution. Number one, we told you that Jesus is God's love personified. Number two, we told you that Jesus came to heal us of our wounds and our diseases. Number three, we told you that Jesus brought reconciliation between us and God. Today we want to minister on the third principle of God's unfailing love, and that is a vision of a preferred future. I want to share with you three things that you need to know about the preferred future that God has for each one of us. They are, you must believe and accept God's love. Number two, there are benefits of accepting God's love. And number three, there are consequences of rejecting God's love. Let's look at each of these. Number one, you must believe and accept God's love. The Bible tells us in the passage that we read, for God so loved the world, or God so loved people, that he gave his only begotten son in the person of Jesus Christ to pay the price for our sin and died on the cross, a shameful death, so that you may be saved. But he says that everyone or whosoever will believe on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You are a recipient of God's love. God sent his love, decided to love you, and you are the, the, the recipient of God's love. But that love that God is extending to you, you must receive. You must accept. You see, when God created us, God created each and every one of us with a free will. God cannot force his love to own you. God cannot force you to accept his love. You must make the choice to accept God's love and to believe that Jesus came and died on the cross so that you may be saved. You have to make a decision. You cannot be indecisive. You must make that decision. God loves you. God desires that you experience life. God wants to give you purpose. God wants to help you. 
God wants to provide for you. God wants to bless you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to set you free. But you must accept his law. God's grace is available to anyone and everyone. But the condition, you must believe in his law. To believe means to trust. To believe means to have faith in God. To believe means to be fully convinced that Jesus is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. To believe means that I recognize that I'm a sinful person and I accept Jesus' sacrifice for my sin. To believe means to express my reliance and my personal trust on God so that I may produce um, obedience. It also means that I will submit to God and positively confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. You see, the Bible tells us in Romans, what should we say? The word is near us, even in, a, in your mouth and in your heart. It is the word of faith that we preach, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Bible says, as the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles. For the Lord is rich towards all who call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You have an opportunity. All you need to do is to call upon the name of the Lord, and he will come and wrap his arms around you and save you from your sin. Zacchaeus was a notorious uh, um, criminal or, or, or tax collector. He, he stole from people. He cheated them on their taxes. He cheated his employer uh, um, for, 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 for their, 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 their benefits. But he was looking for Jesus. Just like Zacchaeus, if your felt need is, if you, if you need a, 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 um, strength or comfort or friendship or healing or deliverance, whatever your need is, Jesus is here to meet that need. You must call. You must accept. You must ask him to come and help you. You see, there are two ingredients concerning the whole aspect of, 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 of God's grace upon your life. One, you must believe, and two, you must confess. Believing in the heart means that I recognize that God has done his part by dying on the cross for me. Confession means I declare with my mouth that I accept his sacrifice. And that's what God is asking every one of us to do. And that's what God wants you to do. And that's why I'm here to let you know today that this is the day of salvation. Your life can be changed and transformed. You can have hope for the future. You can experience good life. You can experience the God kind of life. You can live your life with purpose, a life that is free from sin and shame. You can live a life that has meaning. You can live a life, a God kind of life, the Zoe of God, 
the life that is full. Confession is with your mouth. You have to declare it. You have to say it. You have to publicly make that declaration. You have to establish that Jesus is Lord. Our words are very, very important. Words are, are, are very important in life. Words create things. Words change our destiny. Words uh, uh, um, pronounce or set a purpose. You see, we, we are, are, are the sum total of the things that we have been thinking and saying. And your words, your confession in faith will bring about a change and a transformation in your life. You must accept Jesus as your Savior. I beseech you. I, I, I implore you. I challenge you. Don't continue to live the same way. Make a decision and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He said, whosoever believes. That means regardless of what, what background you're from, regardless of what religious background or physical background or spiritual background, or re regardless of what economic background you're from, regardless of where you grew up or where you are right now, you can make that decision to believe the gospel, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to know that God loves you and that God paid a price through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for you, and God wants you to be his child. You can believe that. Second thing that you need to understand about, about a, 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 a preferred future, the preferred future that God wants is that God uh, uh, made available benefits of this preferred future. The Bible says, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Eternal life. The God kind of life. Now, most of the time when we think about the eternal life or everlasting life, we think about a life in heaven and in the, uh, um, in the future. But I'm here to let you know that the Bible teaches of life in the future, yes, heaven, but the Bible talks about enjoying the God kind of life right now, the life that is full right now. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it in abundance. Yeah, he, 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 the psalmist said that, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. God wants to constantly be around you to protect you and guide you and, and give you life. The psalmist said, God has poured a, 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 a cup of oil over my head, and he has, has anointed me and prepared a table before me. God is our shepherd, and God wants you to enjoy life. The God kind of life, the life that is full. A life that, 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 that is healthy. A life with a purpose. Not a life that just barely existed. Child of God, or friends, if you live your life all, all true, whatever amount of years that you may live, if you never make that decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will live in this life with difficulties and struggles, but also when you leave this life, there will be uh, uh, another life after or death for you. you. God promised eternal life, both here and in heaven with him. The Bible tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He promised you a life in heaven. He promised you a life by, himself, by, by his side. 
He promised you a, a full life. He promised you an eternal life. You see, all of us as spirits, we live in a body. And, and after, after you leave this, your consciousness will continue. Your spirit will continue. You will continue to exist. But you must make that decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you may have the God kind of life. Peter shared with the, the believers, he said, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, he said to them, he said, the grace, he said, grace, the grace of God and the, and, and, the, and the word of God be multiplied unto you. And then he said that God has given us everything pertains to life and godliness. Whatever you need, God has made it available, but it is wrapped up in Jesus Christ. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you experience the benefit of walking and living and experiencing uh, um, good life and uh, uh, enjoying health because Jesus is your healer, enjoying prosperity because Jesus came that you may experience aboundance, enjoying peace of mind because Jesus came to give you peace, enjoying strength because he is your strength, en enjoying the, 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 the God kind of life, He's, he, he has made a quality kind of life. Everlasting life means perpetual life, eternal life, unchanging life, unlimited life, unending life, a quality of life known to God. Amen. That's what Jesus came to give. He said a thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I come that you may have life. Sometimes young people think that I have time. I can, I, can, I can live whatever way I want to live right now. But in the future, maybe when I'm old, then I will give my heart to Christ. Let me tell you something. You don't know tomorrow. You don't have the privilege of deciding your tomorrow. Because just as much as people who are older pass, people who are young are passing. And you don't have, the you don't know the future. All you know right now is today and this time. You can make that decision. You can ask Jesus to come into your heart. You can change your destiny so that you can be delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's Son. So that your life can be, can, 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 you can begin to live the way God wanted you to live. Uh, amen. Remember I, too, I said to you uh, um, on, on one of our last teaching, I said, um, God uh, um, it, it's, it loves us so much that he wants us to repent. And I told you that word repent means to change your mind. Okay, it's so turn, uh, uh, um, turn around. But if you look at the word repent also, it, it, repent, repentance uh, um, is made out of two words. Okay, re, that's the prefix, and pent. Okay, that's the word, the root word. The root word for for that word, pent means a higher place. So basically, what the, if you put the re, and, and, and re means, uh, um, the prefix re means to do it again. So if you put them together and just using the root, you would say repent means return to the place, the highest place. When God created us, he created us in a higher state. And so when we repent, we come back, we go back to that place that God wants us to do to be. Repent. Change your mind. Turn away from your sin. 
turn away from the things that doesn't please God and come to the cross and ask Jesus to, to deliver you and to set you free. And the Bible tells us that when you call upon his name, you shall be saved. You say, Pastor Obi, where, where everything changed in my life, yes, on the inside of you, you will be born again. You will be born of God. You will be born of the Spirit of God. But then gradually God is going to change your appetite for sin and give you an appetite for God so that your life can focus on the purpose with which God called you. He said to Jeremiah, he said, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you a hope, plans to give you a future, plans to make you somebody. That's God's plans for you. Amen. That's the reason why that, that, that we can have a preferred future because God has a plan, a good plan for your life. But let me let you know, just as there are benefits to accepting God's life, there are consequences of recept, re, re, rejecting God's love. The Bible says, whosoever believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe in God, you will not perish. But the, 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 the connotation of this, but that particular statement is that if you do not believe in God, you will perish. Your life will disintegrate. Your life will be full of uh, uh, um, sin, sin and shame. Your life will, 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 will be mixed, a mixture of one headache to, to the other. You see, uh, 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 as, as, uh, as people, we live in a, a fallen world, and we all face challenges and uh, um, temptation and trying times. But there is a difference with somebody who is a child of God who faces a challenge, and they know that God is holding their hands and carrying them through. And there is a difference of somebody who have no hope. You see, if you do not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then there are consequences, both in this life and in the life to come. There are consequences because rejecting uh, him means that the grace of God cannot flow to you. You see, it's, your sin will not take you to hell. Your sin will not uh, 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 keep you uh, 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 um, away from from, from, from uh, uh, um, experiencing God's goodness. What your sin, with, uh, um, what, what is keeping you from experiencing God's goodness is your rejection of Jesus Christ. Jesus has already paid a price for your sin. So there's no sin problem right now, but there is a rejection problem. There is a decision that you have chosen to reject God's grace and live your life your own way. If you decide that, there are consequences. Your life will be destroyed. Your life you, uh, um, will be ruined. Your life will be lost. Your life will be, you will fail. And then furthermore, in the life to come, the Bible says that you will be placed in hell that was not created for humans, but created for the devil who rebelled against God. And you will spend everlasting life in hell. That's not a place for you to go. You can come to Jesus. You can make that decision. You can ask him right now. You can fall on your knees and you can say, Lord Jesus, I gave my heart to you. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and my Savior. And he said, whosoever shall call upon my name 
shall be saved. Choose life. Choose life today. Choose the God kind of life. I encourage you. Choose life. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your people. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I pray for your conviction upon their hearts. Woo them to yourself. Show them your love. Open their understanding. I pull down every stronghold, every plan of the enemy to hinder and blind their eyes for, for serving you. I declare and decree, Jesus, that you are Lord. I give your, them freedom and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to convict their hearts for them to come to you so that they can experience life. Heal those who are sick. Deliver those who are suffering. Provide for those who are needed. And Lord, give them hope. The hope of a preferred future. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We are out of time right now. Pastor Liz and I will be right back with a very important message. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at Bethelva.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org 
or email us at admin at Bethelva.com. Mm-hmm.